What is up, girlfriend? Welcome to the Hey Soul Sister podcast. I'm your host, Lindsay Turk, and I am so dang pumped that you are here. This is a space that is all about real, from the heart, for the soul chats designed to help other women like me fearlessly pursue their dreams, build habits that serve them, and chase after becoming the women that the Lord called them to be. I'm going to get really vulnerable with all my soul sisters out there as I share tangible tools that will help women build the lives that they've dreamed of for the glory of God. We are going to have a whole lot of fun, keep it super real, share in some really great words and fellowship, and take action together that will make us really freaking proud of the women that we are and the women that we are becoming. Buckle up, because here we go. We are doing the dang thing. Hey, Soul Sister. Happy freaking Thursday, and welcome back. Oh, my goodness. I know it's been a little bit since I've released an episode, and if you don't follow me on Instagram, then, well, you should, but that also means that you missed my announcement that I have been on a bit of a hiatus from social media, which was really actually just a bit of a step back from life in general. Um, This season of my life would best be described by change, which is exciting, but it's equally scary and very hard in its own regard. So with this, I really just needed to take a step back um, from a lot of different areas of my life to really center my heart and spend time with the Lord as I sought further direction and all of the changes that have happened and are continuing to happen. So I fasted from social media, limited my screen time on all types of screens, and replaced the time that I spent in those areas um, in the Word, uh, praying, journaling, and just spending time with the Lord. And the result of that has been a peace-filled heart and a lot of clarity. So I come back from my hiatus renewed with a fire in my belly for all of the things that are to come. So I'm so sorry that I've been away. I seriously, I've missed you guys so much and I have missed podcasting and everything related to it, but I am back and dare I say better than ever. So let's freaking go. This week, we are going to be talking about a topic that is so very near and dear to my heart. This is a topic that I am personally incredibly passionate about sharing because I think it is so important and not discussed nearly enough. So I am pumped to be bringing the conversation here and to be talking with you a little bit about this today. And moving forward. So whether this applies to you and your current season of life or not, I hope and pray that some of the points that we cover directly impact your life, or at the very least that you listen in and share this episode with one of your girlfriends so it can impact her. Because even if it doesn't impact you, it definitely would impact somebody in your life. So now I want to take a little sidebar uh, before diving into today's episode. You know that I always say to go grab your Americano or margarita and let's get to talking. Well, I want to remind you that the reason that I do this is because I really do like to think about us like we are girlfriends and grabbing a cup of coffee or getting tacos and margs is what I like to do with my girlfriends. So with grabbing coffee and and margaritas comes conversations that are from the heart, or at least that's how I think about them. So I want you to know that I really do aim to share from the heart for the soul chats with you. And with that comes a promise for vulnerability from me. 
As you've heard me say, I am really trying to figure it all out too. And this is a journey that we are on together so that the topics we are discussing here are things that I am constantly speaking to myself and learning for myself. I am saying these things as much to myself as I am to you because we really are on this journey to fearlessly pursue our dreams, build habits that serve us, and chase after becoming the women that the Lord has called us to be together. So as we dive into today's topic, I want you to know that this is exceptionally true today. So go grab that Americano or that margarita of yours, buckle up, and let's get to talking to the girlfriend. I am so excited for this one. Now, in the words of Queen B herself, all the single ladies, put your hands up. Single ladies, this one is especially for you today, as we are going to be chatting about the powerful purpose of singleness. Yup, you heard that right. Purpose of singleness, because there is a purpose in being single, just as there is for every season of life that God takes us through, even if it doesn't feel like it. So let's get down to talking about this, shall we? You're in your 20s, maybe 30 is creeping up on you, or it's already arrived and you're single. It feels like everyone is married, getting engaged, having babies, or is in a serious relationship headed towards those things. And then there's you, single, sitting at home alone, drinking wine, cuddling your cat, and binge watching old episodes of Gossip Girl, longing for the Chuck to your Blair. I mean, maybe that's just me, but something tells me I am not alone. Now, let's pause. I want to be super clear about something very, very important here. And this might feel a bit like a hot take based on being in this phase of life. And it might go against what society is telling you. In fact, it probably is. But it needs to be said. So listen really, really good to this, okay? Okay. It is okay to be single. There, I said it. It is okay to be single. You are young. Life is beautiful. There is so much life to be lived and happiness to be found that has absolutely nothing to do with your relationship status. You see, someone somewhere in some movie or magazine said that once we graduate college and start adulting, we need to find a man and get married in order to be happy. But I am here to call total BS on that. Your relationship status does not define your happiness. Having a man does not mean that our lives get easier. Being successful at this stage of life has absolutely nothing to do with being in a relationship. Just because you are single does not mean that you are behind in life. And being a girlfriend, fiance, or wife does not mean that you all of a sudden have life figured out. Nothing, absolutely nothing frustrates me as much as our society making us single women feel like it's not okay to be single and or that it makes us feel like we are behind in life because we are single. I mean, it's hard enough to just be single, have the desire in our hearts to love someone and feel the longing in our bones to be a mother and start a family all while struggling to figure out how to date in the 21st century, always wondering when, if, and how we're ever going to find someone. Then you add in society, the world, the quote unquote man, and Aunt Karen making us feel like it's not okay to be where we are. I mean, it's tough enough feeling this way, Aunt Karen. I don't need you asking me why I don't have a boyfriend yet. 
Can I get an amen? <laughs> now, before we move on, I also want you to hear this. Like, hear this and really soak this in, girlfriend. You are crushing life. You are a strong, confident, beautiful woman who needs no man to be the woman that the Lord has called you to be. You can create your happiness and find all of your success right where you are. You do not need to be in a relationship to live a beautiful life. You are amazing in spite of your singleness. And in case you haven't picked up on this yet, it is okay to be single. I mean, freaking Beyonce wrote a song about singleness. So if that doesn't make you feel like singleness could low-key be a superpower, then I really do not know what to tell you. Okay, so now that we've established that it's okay to be single, I want to move on to seriously talking about why it is okay to be single. So with that, we are going to discuss three key notes, which I hope will help you to see that there really is a powerful purpose to our season of singleness, because I genuinely feel to my core that there is a reason for every single season that the Lord brings us to. And our season of singleness is absolutely no exception to that. We know that spiritual seasons are part of faith in our walk with God. He walks us through things in order to mold our hearts and shape our minds to become the women that he has called us to be. The path that we are walking on and the season that we are in is a part of the process, which is a piece of the purpose, which will get us to the promise. This is a incredibly reassuring fact, knowing that what we are experiencing now is getting us prepared for the amazing things that the Lord has in store. But I also know it can feel deceptive at times, especially as it relates to a season of singleness, because when we are struggling with feeling lonely and longing for a serious relationship, it can so easily feel like God has forgotten about us or that he does not care how badly we are longing to be a wife and a mother. These spiritual seasons that God navigates us through, including singleness, are intended to shape us to be more like Christ. But with them, there are certainly sidesteps, trips, and falls, because as real as the provision and love of God is, there is also the presence of Satan. And he wants us to struggle through seasons in the hopes that within those struggles, we will pull away from the Lord. I once heard a message with a pastor talking about our struggles. He asked us to think about where our greatest struggles are right now, and then challenged us to think about what we are looking for and wanting in this season of life. He then asked us to consider how Satan was attacking us through that struggle, because where our greatest struggle is, the enemy is also. He can sniff out those struggles and identify our weaknesses within those struggles so easily, and then he proceeds to go all out, attempting to use us, use that to pull us away from the Lord. So as reassuring as it is to know that the Lord is at work in our season of singleness and that it is a part of the process, which is a piece of the purpose, which will get us to the promise, the enemy is there too, to quietly sprinkle in a little bit of doubt and to make us feel like God has forgotten about us or that he doesn't care about things that we want, like how badly we want to be a wife and a mother which is absolutely not true. We know this because story after story after story in the Bible shows us that the Lord cares about the desires of our heart and that he promises to fulfill the desires that are placed on our hearts. 
Psalm 37, four says, delight yourself in the Lord and he will fulfill the desires of your heart. I know that the Lord sees my heart and my desire to be a wife and a mother. And through that, I know that he will either fulfill it or he will change the desire that is placed on my heart. But as I wait and navigate my season of singleness, I will delight myself in him. I will find peace, satisfaction, and fulfillment in him. Which leads us perfectly to point number one for the powerful purpose in our season of singleness. During our season of singleness, we are presented with the opportunity to truly learn to delight ourselves in the Lord and can focus on strengthening our relationship with him like in no other season. I have no idea where I heard this quote, but it's really stuck with me. And it goes a little something like this. Pursue the truest relationship you can have, your relationship with God, and the next right relationship will come. Our season of singleness is an opportunity to put our undivided attention on the truest relationship that exists, our relationship with the Lord. Now, it is true that God is present in every season of life, but us single girls really need this reminder because as we've established, the enemy is working particularly hard in our lives to make us feel lonely and forgotten. But God is with us and his eyes are on us. No matter how many guys are giving us attention, we have the attention of our loving and faithful father, no matter what. He has a purpose for our lives and he is going to align us with his plans for us. Psalm chapter 17, verse eight says, keep me as the apple of your eye, hide me in the shadow of your wings. Now, the Hebrew word for apple actually means circular object. So when God says that you are the apples of of his eye, he means that you are in the pupil of his eye, the circular object within the eye, right? Okay, so you are literally the center of his vision. He has not forgotten about you. And in fact, his attention is on you. But if you never look him in the face, you will never be able to fully experience the magnitude of his love. This season is designed for us to learn more about God and to fully experience the magnitude of his love for us. We have direct access to the purest, most faithful love that exists through our relationship with the Lord. In this season, we can put all of our focus on strengthening that relationship with him, and we can become strong, confident women of God who confidently walk with him. I want to take this opportunity to remind you of something so important, okay? Like, this is just the most important thing that I will probably say when talking about singleness, okay? So listen, no earthly relationship is going to satisfy you. No earthly relationship is going to fill you up, pursue you, love you, and never forsake you. But God, he will fill you up, and he is always going to pursue you. He will literally leave the 99 for you because he loves you unconditionally and promises never to leave or forsake you. Our relationship with and love from the Lord is the only source of complete satisfaction. So let me say this again. No earthly relationship is ever going to satisfy you, girlfriend. The, the Apostle Paul actually talked about singleness as a gift because it allows us to put our undivided attention on the Lord. This is a time for distraction-free focusing on learning more about our loving and faithful father. Because as James 
chapter chapter four in James says, as we draw nearer to him, he draws nearer to us. Now, this is actually the perfect segue into point number two for the powerful purpose of singleness. Now, this is the opportunity for you to better yourself and focus on who you are like you've never had before and will never have again in your life. As I just mentioned, the Apostle Paul talked about singleness as a gift. And in 1 Corinthians, he specifically speaks about singleness being the time for undistracted freedom and devotion to please Christ. 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verses 32 through 33 says, An unmarried man can spend time doing the Lord's work and thinking about how to please him. But a married man has to think about his earthly responsibilities and how to please his wife. His interests are divided. Paul, speaking of singleness in this way, further drives the point that our singleness is a gift and it is intended for us to draw nearer to the Lord, learning more about him and aligning our hearts with him. However, I believe that he is also pointing out all of the freedom that we have in singleness. Ben Stewart is the pastor of Passion City Church in Washington, D.C., and he is also the author of the book Single Dating Engaged Married, which is a book that I highly, highly recommend that you read. No matter which relationship season you are in, there is value for you to read this entire book. I've literally read it twice, and I cannot stress how good it is enough. In this book, Ben talks about singleness and presents us with the idea that singleness provides us with a gift of freedom and time, pointing out that as a single person, we have more freedom and time than other people. He points out that young people, old people, and married people do not have the freedom and time that we do in this season, which is a huge part of what truly makes singleness a gift. But with that, he also reminds us that there that this freedom is not to be taken for granted. It is freedom with a purpose. It is a freedom to focus on who we are and who we want to be. So who are we and who do we want to be? Well, I'm not going to speak for you, but I will speak for myself in answering that I am a child of God and I want to be someone who reflects that and who points people to him. I want to be someone whose heart is on fire for Jesus, who has a strong relationship with the Lord and who loves and accepts people the way that Jesus does. I want to be someone who is involved in actively building his church and using the gifts that he has for me in service to others through the church. I want to use the gift of time and freedom that singleness brings to serve the Lord. So if you believe that you're called to be married, but aren't yet, I want to ask you a very important question. What changes can you make to be faithful with the opportunities, relationships, skills, and gifts that God has already given you? Ask yourself what changes you can make right here right now to prepare to be a good spouse in the future. You have the gift of time in your life right now to work on yourself. So you have to make sure that you are using your time wisely. To me, this means that in my season of singleness, I need to be spending a lot of time in prayer and I need to spend time reading the Bible. I need to be connected to a community of believers who will encourage me, push me, hold me accountable and walk alongside me. I need to be involved in a church that I don't just attend, but that I serve in. And I need to be using my gifts to point other people to Jesus and all of the freedom and love that he provides. I need to draw nearer to the Lord so that he will draw nearer to me. I need to be a strong, God-fearing child of God. 
First Thessalonians chapter five, verse 23 says, now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely and may your whole spirit and soul and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. God is refining your character in this season. He is showing you how to use your gifts and to exemplify the fruits of the spirit, opening your eyes to what you want in life. He is empowering you to be confident in who you are, preparing you to be your happiest and healthiest self for the right person that he has coming for you. He is teaching you patience and faith. He is challenging you to never compromise. He is teaching you to be more like Jesus every single day and preparing you to expect the same from your future partner as well. He is teaching you to fall in love with yourself, which is point number three of the powerful purpose of singleness, learning to fall in love with yourself. For a couple of years after college, I literally just could not understand why God was keeping me single. I had this like super conflicting inside feeling inside of me. It's one where like I wanted to be with someone, like I wanted a relationship, but I didn't feel like I was ready to be with someone. It it was really a super hard mix of emotions to navigate, especially as I witnessed all of my friends being in these super serious relationships, getting married and starting families. It was just super hard and confusing, but thankfully, the Lord helped me to see that my story was different from other people in my life, and that is okay. It's a gift. He helped me to see that even though that those people around me were achieving all the things that I wanted on the timeline that I thought I would achieve them in, it didn't make me any less than them, and it didn't mean that he cared for them and the desires of their heart any differently than he cared for me and the desires of my heart. He helped me to realize that I do not want the things that he does not want for me and that I only want the things that he has for me in his timing because his timing is always better than mine, just like his way is always better than mine. It's been in my season of of waiting that God has brought me closer to him. He has helped me to grow in my faith and has taught me how to faithfully follow him. It's been in my season of waiting where God has opened countless doors to amazing opportunities for me, helped me learn how, helped me to learn about myself, has aligned my heart with his and has shown me the importance of taking care of myself and loving myself. For me, learning to embrace my singleness has helped me learn to embrace myself fully. It, it has helped me to learn to faithfully follow the Lord and has helped me to fall in love with myself. I'm about to drop something wildly important right here. So listen up, okay? This is crucial. You cannot be fully loved by someone else until you fully love yourself. One step further, you need to fully love yourself in order to be the best version of yourself. You need to be the best version of yourself before you can love someone else. Your season of singleness is a gift, which affords you the opportunity to focus on loving yourself more. It sounds really weird to say, I know, and the concept might feel a little odd, but sister, this is some good stuff. Because in the last four years, I have gone from being a person who avoided alone time at all costs to being a person who thrives in alone time. Like I literally love hanging out with myself. I love going on adventures with myself and taking myself places. I love making myself uncomfortable and trying new things. 
doing these things has allowed me to grow into the very best version of myself. I am happy, healthy, and confident. I know who I am and what I bring to the table. This is a gift that singleness has brought me in my life, and it's a gift that it can bring you too. Learning to embrace your singleness is going to help you to learn to fully embrace yourself. Use this time to get healthy in all areas of your life, spiritually, mentally, emotionally, and physically. Take yourself out on a lunch or dinner date. Go get coffee and hang out with yourself and a book in a coffee shop. Take yourself on a walk or an adventure. Figure out how to get comfortable being uncomfortable. Launch a business, travel somewhere, figure out what your passions are or find a new hobby. Find joy in the little things. You have been given a gift of focusing solely on yourself. And this is a gift that not everyone is given. Like the gift of singleness, not everyone receives in life and especially not for you know extended years or while they're in their 20s. So we have to take advantage of it and we have to use it wisely. We cannot continue to waste our life away wishing for what other people have. This is a time for us to learn about ourselves, uncover what we want, figure out what we need. This is when you grow into the best version of yourself. This is when you learn how to love yourself and to become a more confident version of yourself and to become confident in who you are, knowing without a shadow of a doubt what you bring to the table. This is going to help you as you date. This is going to help you to be the spouse that the Lord needs you to be to another one of his children in the future. This is not just any gift, but it's one of the most important ones. So despite how Aunt Karen might make you feel, your singleness is a gift. It's a gift that creates a really special bond between you and God because it's a time where it is just you and God. So don't forget that, sister, and keep your eyes on him. You are being equipped for the purpose that he has in store for you, and he has you on a timeline that is perfect for you, even if it's not the timeline you thought you would be on. And in case you need to be reminded again, his timeline is always better. We've already talked about this verse, but I'm going to say it again. Delight yourself in the Lord and he will fulfill the desires of your heart. That's Psalm chapter 37, verse four. The Lord does not just want to fulfill the desires of your heart, but he promises he is going to. And on top of that, in case you haven't noticed, he has a pretty amazing reputation for not only meeting, but exceeding expectations. So let me tell you this. You might not feel like you have much to offer, but you do have the hands of Jesus and he will multiply that offering to meet not only your needs, but the needs of many. One of my favorite examples of this is in Matthew 14, where Jesus feeds the 5,000. In case you're not familiar with the story, Jesus was teaching and healing people and his disciples warned him to wrap things up because, you know, there were so many people here and they needed to go and they needed to eat. But Jesus wasn't ready to wrap things up, and he decided that he wanted to feed him. The disciples were like, hey, Jesus, that's great and all, but we can't do that because we don't have enough food to feed them. And he said to gather what they did have and to bring it to him. So what they did have was five loaves of bread and two fish. So he took the five loaves of bread. He took the two fish. He lifted them to the heaven. He gave thanks to God. He broke the bread and he multiplied it. And not only did this feed the 5,000, but there were 12 basketfuls left over. 
I love that so much. Like not only did he feed them, he made sure that they were full and there was more food than they even needed. You may not feel like you have much to offer in this season, but what you do have, you must lay in his hands and you must leave it there. He's about to exceed your expectations if you lay it in his hands and you confidently and faithfully wait with him. I said this earlier, but I'm going to say it again right here. Pursue the truest relationship that you can have, your relationship with God, and the next right relationship will come. Singleness is hard. I mean, it is. It's, it's really hard, especially if you're someone like me who is constantly surrounded by people who are engaged and married. But it's also really, really beautiful. And I do not want you to get caught up in letting the world make you feel bad about being single and causing you to miss out on the beauty that singleness brings. I know that you want to be a wife and a mother. I want that too. I know that you want to find the partner that the Lord has for you. I want that too. But here's the thing. I know that you want those things. But more importantly, God knows that you want those things. And that should bring you peace, especially if you know what a reputation God has for giving us the things that our hearts desires. And like we've talked about, for exceeding our expectations and providing more abundantly than we could ever ask, seek, or imagine. So talk to God about the things that you want and tell him how you feel. You can't just want a relationship. You need to tell God what you want and allow him to work and move through you. He can equip you with everything that you need to enjoy this season and make it easier to endure. Ask for peace and clarity and tell him what you're struggling with in this season and he will help you. And while you wait, make sure that you are looking to the Lord. And remember, like we talked about, that you, that God says you are the apple of his eye and that you are literally at the center of his vision. He has not forgotten about you. And in fact, his undivided attention is on you. Remember, if you never look at him in the face, you will never fully experience the magnitude of his love. This season is designed for us to learn about God and to fully experience the magnitude of his love. Pursue the truest relationship that exists, your relationship with God, and the next right relationship will come. And as you pursue your relationship with the Lord, remember that his timing is always right and that one day you're going to be sitting on your couch, drinking wine, watching Gossip Girl with the Chuck to your Blair and you'll be thanking God for his provision and timing. Singleness is undoubtedly a tough season, but it's a beautiful season. And I pray that you can see what a beautiful season it can be and that you work towards ensuring to fully experience it. I pray for you and your future relationship. I can't wait to see how abundantly the Lord provides and exceeds your expectations for your future relationship. God's got this, girlfriend. And as always, I'm rooting for you. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode, girlfriend. 
If you love this episode and it's really resonating with you, it would mean the world to me if you shared it with one of your soul sisters or share it on your social media and tag me so I can reach out and thank you for helping to get the message out. I am the most dang thankful that we are on this journey together to become really freaking proud of the women that we are and the women that we are becoming. We are doing the dang thing and I can't wait to see where it takes us.